Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mark Ross, who's a longtime scout and player evaluator and, of course, was in a front office for years in the NFL, including those New York Giants when they were winning two Super Bowls now with NFL Network as an analyst and often works game day on Sundays, which is one of my favorite shows. Uh, Mark, I'm blown away by the Wednesday, just specifically in the NFL even after Pete Carroll said he wanted to keep coaching, he had energy, he had joy for the journey, he's out as coach of the Seahawks. What's your reaction? That was definitely a shocker. You know, Pete Carroll, still one of the best coaches in the league. It seemed as if he had plenty of energy and plenty of want to, but, I, you know, I guess whatever the de- decision-making with, with the powers that be decided, hey, they, they need to do something a little different You're going forward and, you know, we don't know how it is on the inside. When someone the coach is there a long time, no matter how great that the coach is, and, you know, sometimes maybe the, the players just kind of, when they're hearing the same message year after year after year, maybe that was getting lost or something. I don't want to speculate. I don't know. But all in all, definitely was a surprise. You're going to hear that. You, you heard all the rumblings about all these other coaches that weren't going to make it, but to hear Pete Carroll, that definitely was a shot. He is the most successful head coach in Seahawks history helped the city earn its first Super Bowl title. They went to another Super Bowl. What made him such a successful coach, Mark? I think his energy, you know, and his relatability to players. And I looked at him the outside looking in, and I even interviewed for that the GM job there in Seattle when Schneider got it. So I interviewed with Pete, and I knew him at USC when, with scouting and whatnot. So, you know, his energy was just unmatched and his relatability was kind of unmatched, and that's what really made him unique. You know, forget X's and O's and all that. The great coaches I've been around, players are motivated by those guys, and they they sense the authenticity and consistency in them, and Pete did it a different way. Like, no other coach kind of has done it. I think that really is what motivated those guys and got them to play hard for him, and, you know, outside of the organizational things and hiring great coaches as well, it was just that, Man, that, that unbridled passion that he always seemed to have. 
he could coach a water bottle and a pair of socks. It seemed as though he would get the most out of a group of players. He went through a couple of different rebuild iterations there with the Seahawks, uh, the most recently being post-Russell Wilson. And even with Geno Smith and with a group of guys that most people wrote off, they still made the playoffs last year as a wild card. Always seemed like he could maximize the talent that he had on his roster. Yeah, no doubt, and that's what you want to want as a coach. You want coaches who are going to take what they've got and, and maximize it, as you said, and not coaches who, you know, want the world and then complain about it too and don't want to coach anybody up. And, yeah, you definitely, as you said, you know, his history of success, it's there. It's clear, and this really cemented these last couple years kind of. They're right in the mix there this year. I, I was shocked that they didn't make it. I thought they were going to make it in, but, you know, the Geno injury threw them off a little bit. But, yeah, his, his success now, the last few years, has really cemented his greatness. We're so excited to have Mark Ross back on the show with us from NFL Network, a guy who spent years in front offices in the league and also in player evaluation. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Mark, we were asking our listeners on the last show to rank them, so to speak, the most attractive jobs from, say, a coaching standpoint. Now we've got seven openings. Which of these head coaching gigs do you believe are most attractive? I've got to go with it, number one, the Chargers, just because you got you got the quarterback. You know, everybody's trying to get a quarterback. There's only a handful under ten walking around the face of the earth that you can say <laughs> these this guy is going to be the guy for us, and we can build around him. So, you know, every off season, if you don't have one, that's the goal to get one. So, you know, I know they've got other issues there, but. If you got that guy, that's that's really the start, and that's really where you want to you want to be, so that you can just build around him. And then, yeah, I think the Washington situation is very intriguing for those teams that don't have one, just because you've got a high enough draft pick that you should be able to get one if they're the right one. Who knows if any of these guys are going to be the ones? But at least you're picking that high to to make it the right one, and you got ton of cap space, and you've got a new owner who wants to do things the right way and, and wants to make his mark, and I'm sure we'll put everything together to make it successful. So, you know, those kind of are the pillars that you want. High draft pick, a lot of free agency money and an <laughs> owner that believes in you and gives you a chance. I mean, that's it, it, outside of not having Justin Herbert, that, that one really I'd, I'd take. It seems as though you're talking about a situation that's completely opposite of what the Panthers have, where the owner has made some dubious decisions, right? They gave away their top draft pick, which they would be selecting number one overall. Uh, what is your reaction to what we saw in Carolina this year? Yeah, I was really shocked. I had high hopes coming into that situation for Bryce, where I thought that they did have a nice foundation for him. When he, whenever you got a, a quarterback a young quarterback that you're trying to start out, you want to have a nice foundation on the field and off the field. And I, I really thought they had that with the coaching staff and with some veteran players they, they surrounded him with. But it really just all fell apart quick, where it just seemed as if there was not a lack of uh, competency in the coaching staff, shockingly, despite a bunch of guys. And then all those players that they had sort of fell apart, you know, and did not live up to what they thought they would be. And, you know, really it was just kind of Bryce, go do it. And it was it was a bad situation for him, and I know he's going to take a lot of a, bl a lot of blame. And when you're the first pick of the draft and you're the franchise guy, of course he will. But I mean, he really had no chance from the start, and it looked bad there, and it just kept getting worse. And I believe in Bryce. I believed in him coming out. I thought he was going to be a really good player in the league, and I think he still can be. 
show some flashes. And, you know, I'm just encouraged by the young man, you know, the whole thing with the size, you know, he made it through after taking a beating the whole year with that bad offensive line that he made it through unscathed and relatively injury-free. But also, you know, mentally, you know, I think he'll bounce back, you know, that this won't crush him. What happened to him this season won't crush him and he'll bounce back. But a lot of work to be done there in Carolina. They need a lot of players. And, you know, with an owner who's shown that he has zero patience. So, yes, that is sort of the opposite <laughs> of what you want and what's going on in Washington. From your scouting brain, why did it work so well in Houston for C.J. Stroud? And the flip side, I was, I was in Carolina and, and uh, Houston for training camp with the network and covering right. those, both of those teams. And I, I really had more high hopes for the Panthers than I did for the Texans because when you looked at their roster, like, they don't have much here. And, you know, first-time head coach in D'Amico Ryans, how would he adjust? Even though I thought he would – I really loved him as a coordinator. I thought he was a home run hire as a head coach. But I just looked at that roster and said, that, you know, they don't have much. And with C.J., the big thing was, you know, how quickly he would adapt and adjust to it. Because, you know, at Ohio State, you know, for 11 games there or, you know, two years, you saw a good C.J. Stroud. And it was like, okay, you know, there's some things here that you know, he really doesn't do great. And then he played that Georgia game, the last game he played, and he absolutely looked like a star, you know, a superstar (laughs) in that Georgia game, if you remember that. But the the, the quandary was, okay, are we going to get that C.J. Stroud or the kind of the the 95% C.J. Stroud coming into the NFL? Well, he was at Georgia game C.J. Stroud where everything to him right from the start, he just looked like he'd been playing for five years, confident, poised, big-time playmaker, and he raised the level of everybody else on that in that organization, not just on the offense, but in the organization and gave everybody confidence. And it started game after game after game. It just kept happening. It wasn't a first game fluke. And they didn't they didn't go conservative with him. It it wasn't run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, throw some play action passes. It was wide open right from the start with CJ. So he has really just crushed it in that aspect of he has stepped in and mentally, physically, confidence-wise, has played as if he's been playing in the league forever, and it's going to continue. He got hurt this year and had a little bit of downstretch, and then he bounced right back and looked like an absolute superstar. And when you look at – you count quarterbacks around the league and you say, how many more guys would you take over C.J. Stroud? You might not get it off of one hand. So it's, it's really been amazing how quickly he's adapted and adjusted and became such a big-time playmaker. Mm, what a story there in the AFC South with D'Amico and CJ and a young crew. Mark Ross is with us from NFL Network. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. The number one pick now belongs to Chicago. So the Bears decide to keep their head coach and Matt Eberflus. What direction would you go? Yeah, I think when you have a player of uh, Caleb Williams, of his talent, that you have to, you got to go there. You, you got to restart and reset and, and I was I like Justin. I've always liked Justin Fields, and but it's been, you know, really just he's shown flashes of a playmaker with the legs. Mostly, just hasn't really developed as a as a passer like he needs to, and the consistency with certain things. So when you've got that number one pick, you got to go with a guy like Caleb Williams. Now, if it was another year where there's some question marks about the talent and the quality of whatever quarterbacks was coming out, then you say, all right, let's keep Justin and. He's trying to build around him, take a Marvin Harrison Jr. or trade out of there, get more picks to to help Justin. But where they're sitting, I think they've got to do that, and they've got a bunch more picks 
Uh, so, you know, keep building around, you know, Caleb from there. Mm. And, yeah, yeah, and it's just, yeah, I thought there would be a total reset, you know, it's it's with Eberflus and uh, even Ryan Poles. Yeah, I thought maybe start over, but because they've, they've made some questionable decisions in that Chicago team, I just didn't have a lot of confidence in them throughout the season about, about the way they played. But you know, Justin's up in the air. Do you keep them? Do you, do, you, do you trade them? There's a lot of questions with Chicago, not just what to do with the first pick, but what to do to Justin. And they're really fascinating to see how they're going to attack this offseason. Do you think there are other teams who will line up or be interested at the very least in Justin if he's offered as trade? Oh, without a doubt. You know, as I mentioned, Amy, there's not many guys around the earth walking that uh, you know are top ten caliber quarterback play. Well, Justin Fields is not many people that can do what he does either. Right. And I think some other teams will be intrigued by that and and say, you know what, if we do this with him or do that or have certain uh, a certain system to maximize what he does. I think that there will 100% be a market for Justin Fields and what he's shown. Mark Ross is with us from NFL Network as we head into supersized wildcard weekend. Some really cool reunions as we go into this first weekend of the playoffs. And the NFL is actually putting Dolphins Chiefs on Peacock Network. That's <laughs> exclusively on Saturday at 8 o'clock Eastern time, which is interesting. I know a lot of fans reacting to that, though it certainly seems to be the new wave of sports, Mark. But I'd love to ask you about momentum going into the playoffs. The Dolphins continue to lose guys to injuries. The Eagles have not played well. They're kind of backing into the playoffs after their hot start. How much does it matter when you get to this point, how you played in, say, the last month of the season? You know, each situation is different when you talk about momentum. I mean, when you get decimated by injuries, that's a different story than momentum. You know, when you got no pass rushers left, you're talking about, right. you're talking about you know, Miami. And that's different than, okay, our pass rushers just aren't playing very well right now. It, the Eagles, you know, they got a lot of issues that's messing up their momentum. Oh, there might be some things in the locker room that are questionable. So there's certain things, I think, that play into that. Of course, you sort of want to say you're playing well, but, you know, our 2007 year, Eli threw five picks against the Vikings, you know, two games before the season was over. It's like, <laughs> man, we, we aren't going anywhere. And then we end up winning the Super Bowl. So we didn't have the best momentum going on then. But so you never know how that's going to play out. Now, of course, you kind of want to be peaking at the right time. But, you know, if you're looking at a team like the Eagles and, all right, you know, this is a new season. We can go down and beat Tampa. And you go down and beat Tampa and – you get a whole new set of confidence and say, you know, we're that team that was at 11-1, and one, and we can still do it. Miami's a different story just because, again, the injuries, and they've shown to be seriously flawed with their offense and with Tua and his capabilities and lack of playmaking. You know, they're kind of a different story than going into a terrible situation to go play in minus five degrees against the ah. defending chance and Patrick Mahomes. You know, that's just set up for them to get crushed. So, But, yes, ideally – you want to be playing well. You want to be healthy going into the playoffs. What's a matchup that you think will be really competitive based on where the teams are right now? You know, that Browns-Texans game, That to me, that's just a toss-up right there of what's going to happen. The Browns are favored. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty surprised wow. that they're favored. And we talked about C.J. Stroud, and I, I think that could go either way. Are we going to see the Joe Flacco that has been on the five-game hot streak or – the Joe Flacco over the last couple of years that was sitting on in his on his couch, you know, before the Browns <laughs> signed him. So you just you know, I keep waiting for the wheels to fall off of him, but he just keeps exceeding expectations. And you know, the the young Texans like another step. All right, who cares? Right, playoffs. We we've exceeded 
expectations already, won the division, all right, let's go. We're going to go crush that. So, you know, I think that one will be really tight and really competitive. That Rams-Lions game, you talk about reunions, of course, with Stafford going back to Detroit. And, you know, the Rams could very easily win that game. I, I could see them going in there winning that game, especially since everybody talks about Stafford. But that coaching staff for the Rams, they know Jared Goff, and they got rid of him for a reason. So here it is, a team, a coaching staff that got rid of their quarterback <laughs> going to play him. So they right. know more than anybody his strengths and weaknesses what he can do and what he cannot do. And Raheem Morris has got to be sitting there with Sean McVay, and they're cooking up <laughs> stuff to say, he can do this and he cannot do this, you know, outside of the film that they just see anyway. And really, I, I, it wouldn't shock me if they go in there and that, that Lions offense struggles just because of the familiarity that Jared, uh, that uh, Sean McVay has with Jared Goff. So, you know, to me, those two are the really, really close competitive games. Uh, the other one's slight favorites, but, um, you know, the Packers, I would love to see them upset and the, the run that they've been on with Jordan Love because I've always loved him, but that might be a little bit of a tall task going into Dallas. And I think the Eagles will go down to Tampa and go win that. You know, as I mentioned, you know, I just think they'll, they'll right the ship against the Tampa team, to me, who is not great. Right, offensively, they've really scuffled along. Mark, before I let you go, you were part of two Super Bowl champions with the New York Giants. What does it feel like at this point? You're on the cusp of a playoff weekend. You've got everything you want in front of you, right? The regular season's behind. What are the emotions? You're just, everyone's just excited, and everyone is just focused, and you're trying to get, eliminate all distractions and you want everybody to be all in and it's just it's just a really fun feeling especially if you start winning a couple games but you know I think for different teams there's different emotions so I say that and you know everyone knows we with the Giants and winning two Super Bowls I started with the Eagles way back in 98 and when we drafted McNabb and you know, we be, we started becoming good, and right. we made the playoffs. And we made the playoffs. You know, after being three and thirteen and six and ten, and then making the playoffs, and that was the Super Bowl. You know, just making the playoffs. It was amazing. That was the <laughs> mentality. That this is awesome. We made the playoffs, and then you lose. You're like, okay, what's next? And then the next year, making the playoffs isn't isn't good enough. All right, where do we go from here? And then you make the NFC Championship game, and you you know, each year you want to take a step and have that mentality of getting better. So for different teams getting in the playoffs now this year, you know, their mentality is different. A team like Houston might be, yo, we're just happy to be here. This is amazing. The playoffs, <laughs> we made the playoffs. And that's kind of the feeling around everybody in the building. Whereas KC is just like, yep, okay, when's the Super Bowl? When's the date? What, you know, what do we need to do to get there? And they're not phased by being in the playoffs. It's all about winning the Super Bowl again. So, you know, all these teams that are in it right now kind of have different feelings and mentality of where they are as an organization and the goals. Of course, they're all going to say they're trying to get to the Super Bowl, but, you know, certain teams have been there, done that. They know they can do it, and their their goals are a lot higher than a team that's just, this is amazing just to be here. But, you know, overall, you better be all locked in with, with everybody in that organization to have a chance. You can find Mark on Twitter at Mark Ross and Mark with a C on NFL Network. Always enjoy listening to your insights on Sundays uh, during games. And now we head into Wild Card Weekend. Thank you so much, Mark. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Amy. Take care. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.